Hey Goal Friends, it's me, Adrian, or Aiden. Either way, I am the host of Susto, the podcast of ooky, spooky, scary stories. If paranormal, unexplainable, scary stuff is your thing, this is the podcast for you. Susto is the podcast of scary stories centered around Latinx cultures, and you can listen to Susto anywhere podcasts are available. And I'll even share your scary stories, just send them my way. You can listen to Susto every other week and follow at Susto Podcast online at TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for any and all updates on the show. Bye, ghoul friend. Here on earth, there are those who came before, ancestral spirits that inhabited the earth before us and are still here along with the living. Today we bring you the tale of the Tao Tao Mona. Hey everyone, this is MJ and Christina and we are Spooky Tales, and today we will be talking about indigenous stories to the, uh, what was it, six, the Mariana Islands? The Mariana Islands, yes. Mariana Islands. Okay, so um, we're doing this in honor of AAPI Month, Asian American Pacific Islander Month, and for those of you that don't know, I married into a Thai Guamanian family and my, my Chamorro family would always tell like really like spooky stories of uh, spirits on the island so I'm excited to dig into this yeah let's introduce our guests MJ though yeah oh yes 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 yeah, <laughs> everyone... yeah we have a guest today <laughs> we have a guest today everyone say hi hi everybody uh, so my name is Six I am part one of three of the canceled for maintenance podcast uh, we talk about the nitty-gritty behind-the-scenes stuff of aircraft maintenance. In aviation in general, majority of the stuff that does get talked about is usually on the pilot side, very rarely on the mechanics. So myself and my counterparts, we like to poke fun of a lot of stuff and kind of give a little bit more insight as to what goes on on the maintenance side, which keeps these planes flying. An excellent podcast, and their meme game on Instagram is amazing. So Yes. Yeah, it's such a good podcast, but honestly, half of the people you work with and work for, they get on my nerves. Like, I don't even know them, and I don't like them. They get the blood pressure rising. Yeah, I get my blood pressure. I'm like, who is this person they're talking about? What a piece of shit. (laughs) Well, well, likewise with uh, you ladies. Besides, like, hearing horror stories, because I love horror movies, just I'm, I'm a weird person like that. But also telling stories from an indigenous side of the house, which hardly ever gets talked about. Or uh, we talked about this offline so many times, where how certain tales almost match and mirror some of the stuff that happens in uh, some areas of the Pacific. We can thank the Spanish. Yes. Yes, we can thank our colonizers. But first, I do have a listener story before we start. This person sent it in via email, and if you want to send us spooky stories to read on the podcast, you can email us at spookytales at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram. Um, so first, they thanked us for the podcast and for sharing Latin American stories, and I just want to thank you for listening. But story one. So, oh, she sent in a lot of stories, but I'm only going to read one at a time because I don't want to use all of them right at once, you know? So... My mommy Carmen grew up in Abasolo, Guanajuato, and had a mean stepmom that hated her for being my grandpa's first wife's child. When Carmen was about four or five, the family went to church, but her stepmom said that she had to stay home. Parentheses. For what? Just to be evil and exclude her. Parentheses over. Yeah, um, that's messed up. Okay, so they go on to say, My mom was a good kid who always did what she was told, so she was playing in the living room. Suddenly, she felt chills and looked up. On the far side of the room, there was a woman, wearing a thin white dress with long black hair trailing down her sides. Carmen quickly noticed that the woman's feet were not touching the ground, and she felt trapped in place trapped in place with her fear. Slowly, the woman began floating to her, coming closer and closer, and my mom began to pray that La Virgencita would protect her. The spirit was close to her before she could finally move again, and she remembers fingers grazing her back as she ran out the door. Gatorin stayed on the steps of the house, waiting for her family to return. 
When they did return, her stepmom gave her a paliza tan feo for not staying inside, um, a beating for our uh, Spanish-challenged friends. But my mom said that she didn't care. She tried to explain, but knew no one would believe her. Now, when my mom retells the story, she always includes this part. Mi abuelito, my grandfather, was always looking for treasure on the property. Like we've heard so much on the podcast, there were rumors of buried treasure and he was always digging holes but never found anything. Well, one day, they sold the ranchito and moved to a larger place. The new owners were remodeling and tore up the floor of the living room. Well, wouldn't you know, but they found gold coins. My mom said there were sacks of them. And the new owners were able to build a bigger house and had plenty of money to give to their children when they grew up. I have no other source than my mom, but she is as close to a saint on earth as you'll ever get, full of love and light, and she would never tell a lie. My mommy believes the lady in white was trying to tell her where the treasure was, but maybe a creepy ghost appearing to a little kid isn't the best recourse. I agree, and wow, how many stories of of people digging holes like that in their house or property in Mexico are there? Because... That's like one of the things my mom has told me the most. Like, there's a lot. I remember my um my aunts and uncles to talk about my grandma, my paternal grandma having like this uh well inside her house, and I was like, ugh. Evil lives inside all wells. Like, I was like, that's gross, and she and she's like, wow. yeah, you would just look down, and it was like a pit, like a hole in the middle of the house. I'm pretty sure that's like that. That's where they got their like water from, but still. It's like there's something ominous about it. And I was like, I wonder if there's treasure there. Yeah. Like there used to talk about there. I I doubt it. My mom always said that the neighbors in front of her when she lived over there in Mexico were always digging for holes like that because there was stories of treasure. But like you had to, there was like, I think I've said this before, but there was like a legend or rumor that you had to dig at night at midnight and then a ghost or spirit would appear next to you as you were digging and like tell you things you know and and then so people that tried to dig and saw the ghost then uh lost their mind basically so that's terrifying you know what this story sucks because like the they the family after them got the gold (laughs) oh so there was real gold were you not paying attention I like I I didn't hear all of it like there's I don't know if it cut off or something but I was like oh your brain cut off that's what happened (laughs) that would be huge bad luck if they if they did that sort of stuff in any of the Pacific Islands really they made a movie similar like that well it's like to me and my family we just call it like the Hawaiian Goonies because it's almost verbatim like the Goonies except it's in Hawaii it was on Netflix. It was called uh, Finding Ohana. That was the name of the Oh, I've seen that. Scrolling Netflix. Okay. So it's kind of like the Goonies, but it's like Hawaii and it's a lot of Hawaiian themed stuff. And they mentioned that kind of sort of in the movie, and which is why I bring it up, like, because it, it, it kind of ties into what we're talking about. If you were to do something like that, if something belongs on the land, like it's there and you try to take it away, right? Because like, oh, look, and like we're just going to dig a hole and the ghost is going to tell us where it's at and all this and that. If you were to do that, say in Hawaii, and you take that gold and left, that's like hardcore wrong. Isn't that like the thing where you're not supposed to take like any of the rocks from um from the volcano? Because like I hear like a lot of people get some really bad luck when they take uh, rocks from Hawaii. I believe the word is called kapu, uh, which... I want to say translates mostly to keep out, like, do not fuck with shit here. Don't don't take stuff from here because this is sacred. It now belongs to the spirits, right? It now belongs to the land. It belongs to the spirits. So if you take it, that's like a giant disrespect to them. This reminds me, I've played the promo before, but Ghost Lore of Hawaii is one of my new favorite podcasts. It's all about ghost stories from Hawaii. Which I feel like I I don't know how to pronounce it right Hawaii. I've heard it Hawaii. So from what I understand, the rule of thumb was if the W is within the word, like say like it's the third letter, fourth letter, whatever, then it's pronounced like a V. If it's at the beginning of a word, like say uh, Waikiki, then it's pronounced as a W. The word Hawaii, you see this little apostrophe looking thing just between the two eyes, and that's the pause. I have like a sh- the short notes um about the Tao Tao Taomona. 
Help us. Help us. Tautomona. Yes. It's per- it's more or less pronounced how it's spelled. First, tell us what the Tautomona are. So this is going to be kind of an info dump. No, tell us all, everything. <laughs> so uh, Tautomona is indigenous to the Chamorro people in the Mariana Islands and in the bigger ones like Guam, Saipan, Rhoda, and stuff like that. Uh, Tautomona means for us like ancestors or spirits and these ancestral spirits are the ones that inhabit the earth and live amongst the living the ancient Chamorro people of the Mariana Islands believe the world around them is full of spirits who provide daily protection and assistance in their tasks but some can also create dangers which is what most of us today understand of Tautomona there's like a harmonious balance that exists between humans and spirits. And it's through this balance is how they get their stuff done. Like build houses, uh, plant and harvest crops, catch fish, hunt, uh, in some cases like wage war. And how they maintain that balance is how well they do. So with Tautomona, there's three different types The first one is our elders and our family, like people who share familial familial ties with us. So all spirits of our ancestors, they're treated as members of the family. Those Tautomona, we call them by their names or by their, I guess, relation to us, uncles, aunties, etc. And it's believed that we're all spiritually connected and we have some kind of spiritual power, I guess, in ourselves. And then as we get older, it gets stronger. Oh, it gets stronger. Okay. I don't know why I was expecting the opposite. And that's and that's the reason why like uh Chamorro people really respect and venerate their elders. They're getting better at it. They're getting stronger at it with this spiritual power and the spiritual connection. So once they die, they become full fledged spirits. And then that's when and you that's when you hear like certain stories like or mothers can curse their kids and be turned into fish or half fish. Oh, okay. Like last time, like the 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 mermaid. And so these familial fam- family Tautomona, they're the ones who majority people call upon to help them with stuff. Like help us with our crops, help us with the harvest, help us with fishing, etc. And then these ones in particular dwell like within the family areas right like say in in this family's house in this family's village in this family's uh burial site and then most prominently is the fa- the the deceased family member's skull ancient chamorros at the time would actually keep de- deceased family members skulls because that's where they believe that it where the spirit is mostly housed wow okay and they would hold like ceremonies or um celebrations for with for these skulls like they'll offer them food and drink, or if they get a good catch for the day, they'll give them the best ones. Or if they had a really good harvest, they'll give them the first uh, take of the harvest. And so those are the ones they would most be called upon for. And in some cases, you can almost dare them to help you, right? And by that, they say like you would say something like to this, just whatever spirit is around. If you ever loved your family, you would help us now. And that's kind of like. You love us or not, bro. <laughs> Here we are <laughs> suffering. You got all this spiritual stuff. <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> However that works, I don't know, but I'm not one to test that. I'm not one to test that theory. So, but if it was me, I would play pranks on you, right? Like, oh, you're calling me? Got you. So not you're not only going to get it, you're going to get more of it, more than you can deal with. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> Bet. Uh, so, and moving on, the second type of Tautomona there is, the primordial spirits like the ones that don't have specific family ties and this is where like like you have like forces of nature like the wind the water the land itself certain land features or or like communal burial sites and this is where we get majority of the stories you would hear is don't go in this jungle or don't go near this site where these kind of rock formations are at and like i said like these are the ones where have a particular familial tie but they're more like on the before before everything side like this is what created the island this is what created the sea and all this stuff and these particular 
a Tautomona or spirits, they don't necessarily communicate directly to with people. Like you can't just like just shout into the void and then a spirit would just talk to you randomly. Like for those ones, they would usually use like mediums. I guess that's the word mediums to talk on your behalf. And those ones we call uh, makanas or makana, like meaning like a spirit counselor. Some like Native American cultures would call a shaman. So these are the ones that will speak on your behalf. You will go to this makana person and say, hey, I need uh, this ancestor to, to help me with this. And then they'll plead on your behalf. And since these ones don't have any particular familial tie, we just refer to them in general as either grandmother or grandfather. The Spanish tomorrow word would be like guela or guelu because we don't really know, but we know they're tied to us in some way. So we just refer to them generically as grandfather, grandmother. These spirits mostly inhabit stuff, like I said, like with jungles or caves, uh, certain trees, rock formations, like I said. But they can also take on forms like a bats, um, certain kinds of fish, octopus, coconut crabs. <laughs> <laughs> They're gigantic. <laughs> so like Makanas, they've been they've kind of been phased out because some you don't just see someone who just talks to spirits all the time. And I think we have Christianity to kind of blame for that, or the colonizers version of Christianity to blame for that. Nowadays, uh we have what's called a Surahana. It's kind of like a makana, but more a little bit more dialed down, where they're more focused on medicine. Like, some person has some kind of illness, they'll have this kind of uh, herb or this kind okay, of tea to like help you and stuff like curandero. that. Yes. And these are the ones who are particularly, like, they have, air quotes, the gift, right? Like, they can see and talk and interact with these Tautomona spirits. And that's kind of like their gift from the spirits is, like, they're able to communicate and have healing abilities and stuff like that. And the third one, which is every single ghost story there is from the Mariana Islands, is air quote evil ones. And I want to say this is mostly influenced by, again, by Spanish Christianity. Because to them, like anything that doesn't speak of a certain word from the Christianity vernacular is considered evil. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, these guys demons. are practicing pagan religions? Heathens. Terrible, <laughs> right? Heathens and demons, right? <laughs> but with these uh, evil ones, say, they're, they can range from all kinds of varieties. Like, they're just being pesky. They're being prank, very prank. Like mischievous. And then you got the flat-out evil ones. An example, which I guess it's kind of sort of a Spanish influence as well, is the duendes. Oh, okay. So we sort of have something like that, too. They're not, they're, they haven't really been, been described. A figure they just know they're these spirits that kidnap kids or they make kids sick or like they steal their mind in a way where like they just stare off into space all blank and stuff again with the with these ones these air quote evil ones majority of it is based on spanish christian influence is why they're called evil but a lot of them too like they're very temperamental let's call it that they're very temperamental so it's easy to piss them off to get on their bad side. And then there are just some that just don't like the living in general and will oh, do damn. whatever it takes <laughs> to make their life that much harder. <laughs> fair. I mean, fair. Like, have you met people? Like, I can't really blame them. Right. And so, like, majority of these ones, like, so what do they look like? What 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 would they manifest themselves as, right? I think that's a fair a fair question to ask because we, we that's usually... That's what I was about to ask. See? We're connecting <laughs> spiritually now. <laughs> So what they look like, um, it, it varies, right? Some of them can look like they're straight up human forms or take the form of a human. Or they'll have they'll have be a human with certain exaggerated features like big ears, big nose, big eyes, whatever. Or they can be what most people see them or what most stories see them as is they're either white oh. or they're very bright skinned. They have no face. They have no head. So these are the scary ones. Yes. <laughs> Or they can take on the form of animals, right? Like I said earlier, with bats, uh, certain fish, octopus, etc., or coconut crabs. Or they're just in, invisible altogether. Or they take the form of certain trees, which is a which is a big thing in in the Marianas Island chain, specifically Guam. There's these certain trees that the second you look at them, like wow, these look really scary. <laughs> is it a certain type of tree? 
I know in the Yucatec Maya area of Mexico, the um, what is this tree called? I don't remember the name of the tree, but it's basically what the Mayan tree of life is. This tree is what the Spanish made the Ashtabai. She lives in this tree. These these trees are evil now, but they were sacred before. And I can't remember the name of the tree, but it's always the same tree. Seba. It's the Seba tree. It's it's pretty it's a pretty big tree and it's like has like vines or roots. Yeah. But it's like part of the tree. Does that make sense? But they have that like that feel to it that like that tree is like the type of tree that should be on the cover of a horror novel or something. But that's the thing, the tree was once sacred and now it's evil. Yeah. And that's the same with uh, that's the same with Chamorro culture too. And we normally just refer to them as Tautomona trees. Like, don't fuck with this tree. (laughs) (laughs) And and it looks about the same as what you were describing. Like, it looks like a regular tree, but there's, like, these big vines that just hang off of it. It just looks real. Like, you don't, you would, it it would freak you out to be next to this thing at night. I'll say that much. There's almost, like, some energy, like, radiating off of it. Right. They can pretty much manifest themselves in any kind of tree. So, like, it starts off, like, say, as an apple tree. And then next you see these vines coming. Like, oh, fuck. Don't fuck. Don't mess with this tree. It now <laughs> belongs to the land. <laughs> don't touch. Don't look at it. Don't. Talk about it. Look away. Walk away. Slowly. <laughs> uh, there's also been sayings about with these spirits not just how they look but also like where you would find them most stories say like oh just don't go in the jungle you, you'll be fine like but you're on an island which 50% of it is jungle so <laughs> there's no choice yeah or some houses are built in the jungle what do I do <laughs> the whole thing is a jungle <laughs> what do I do <laughs> but it's more than just jungles uh, like I said in the very beginning it's it's the jungles it's caves it's certain uh, familiar familial sites uh, grave sites certain parts of water rock formations stuff like that i'm like that's freaking everywhere with yeah. it <laughs> that's everywhere right you're 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 stepping on it now <laughs> yes. it's everywhere so again so like what can they do right like most times when we hear ghost stories like oh these ones like to rattle chains or they like to uh just kind of or they like to kidnap kids or kids what did the kids do <laughs> uh so like majority of them like they will help you with certain things right certain spirits are kindred enough to do that or they'll give you like the gift any kind of thing right like i can see them i can talk to them i can lifting heavy things i can see farther right or whatever kind of superhuman type characteristic and that's usually because a tautamona spirit is a friend with you uh some of the stuff they can also do with you they can either uh, heal you or make you sick like terribly sick or they would follow you to whatever residence you're at and they can either help you or hurt you in that same regard. There's that. (laughs) Oh, uh, with um, respect and disrespect. With Chamorro culture and Pacific Island culture in general, it's all about respect. And they manifest that word in different forms, like just respect in general, or in some cases they'll call it mana. It's some kind of like showing respect to some kind of like spirit currency i guess that's the only way i can really explain it that way is like like you you owe it to them to be respectful right and showing disrespect is like a huge no-no like do not do this and some of them don't get they'll take really big offense to this and then they'll do certain things to you like they'll make you sick or they'll follow you or they'll just make your life miserable an example of this is where you would normally run into some place where you do disrespect them is like say you go into the jungle and you take stuff which is like what I was saying in the very beginning of the episode. So it's not just trespassing their land. It's also if you go to their land and take stuff from like, they were like, oh, you want to take my shit? <laughs> but, and, and, and at first as a kid, I was thinking this is very, it's kind of fucked up. Like, why are they getting so pissed? And then someone would say like, well, how would you feel if some random stranger bursts into your house, takes a shit in your bathroom and just walks out and not say a word the whole time? Like, Yeah, that makes sense. And then not, o- not only did they took a shit in your house, but they also took stuff from it and left. Not just <laughs> walk right in, do their business, <laughs> grab your shit and left. Like <laughs> You get cursed. You get cursed. Everybody Try gets it again. cursed. And, and, some of the, <laughs> and some of the stuff they would do to you, like say make you sick, is incurable. 
unless you you make amends for this. And sometimes you don't even know what caused you to get sick. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I cannot get better. And in some cases like that, where you have no idea what's making you sick or how you got sick is when you would talk to a Makana or a Surahana medicine people, like, what the hell is making this person sick? And and then they'll start asking questions like, where they were they at? The they bottom of it. What did they do? Yeah. And then, so you need to take this person back to where they were, where they disrespected this Tautamona spirit and apologize. On, on your knees. Like deeply, gratefully, like in the most, like, I am so freaking sorry. Like grovel. Like grovel. Like, I am so sorry. And then, and depending if they, in, if they accept your forgiveness, then, then you won't get sick no more. Or though you'll be cured of your sickness. And some, though, are more, a little bit more malicious than that. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll stop after I'm done fucking you up. <laughs> 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 so, hit, hit me with anything, man, because I, I can draw on this forever. Like, there's so much to this. <laughs> and I'm honestly thankful that you guys are letting me do this because there's hardly any written record for this stuff. And just these stories, they vary from one clan to the next, from one island to the next. So, like, what I hold true can be completely different on another island. And it's in the same chain. Wait, I'd never heard about these. So I'm so glad that you are explaining all of this. <laughs> Thank you again. <laughs> yeah, I've I've only heard in passing, but I don't know, like, 100%. Like, aside from them, like, you know, it was told their spirits. And I'm like, oh, but what kind? And then, like, you're breaking it down. So it, it like, makes a lot of the stories I've heard, like, more clear, if that makes sense. Speaking of stories, are we ready for these encounters that I yes. that uh, have? Yes, I am ready. So this first one is the account of a Dr. Michael Bevacqua. Uh, so in 2007, a local news affiliate in Guam called KUAM aired a series, The Tao Tao Mona Tales, and it features several accounts and interviews with island natives that have encountered the Tao Tao Mona. So the first one is Dr. Michael Bevacqua, and he is a professor of Chamorro studies at the University University of Guam. And so uh, he says that he believes in the Tao Tao Mona because he grew up listening to his grandfather's stories about his personal encounters with the island spirits. His grandfather said the Tao Tao Mona would usually show up and teach him a lesson when he was either disrespecting the jungle or his father. Bevacqua says one day in particular his grandfather, who grew up in Anigua, was playing in the jungle, which was in the back of his home. He took a slingshot and started to shoot the birds that were on top of the uh, stones without bothering to ask the spirits for permission to disturb nature or kill animals that inhabited the jungle. And so um, instead, when he felt the need to use the bathroom, he pulled down his pants and went to the bathroom in the jungle. While using the bathroom, suddenly two white feet appeared in front of him and he quickly began to tense up. As he looked further up, he noticed that the rest of the entity's body was also white and he freaked out even more. Then he finally looked at the head and noticed that the spirit in front of him did not have facial features. Instead, his face was smooth and white. Bevacqua says that his grandfather screamed and ran out of the jungle, causing him to lose his pants somewhere along the way. <laughs> his grandfather was so scared, he ran around the village half naked and jumped straight into the ocean and wouldn't come out. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> It's so scary, but it's, it's like also funny. Family. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Finally, his father his father had come to get him and took him to the jungle to apologize to the spirits that he offended after hearing what had happened. Bevacqua told uh, KUAM News that this taught him to ask permission to enter the jungle and um, remove things from it. He warned viewers to err on the side of caution, even if you don't believe in the Tao Tao Mona because you never know how they feel towards you or if they'll feel like uh, you're being a jerk towards the jungle and that you need to learn a lesson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. So funny story with like that village he mentioned, uh-huh. Anigua, that's about five miles from the village that I grew up in. Oh my God, in. okay. Well, again, this island's not huge. It's probably oh, like okay. 15, 20 <laughs> miles max from end to end. So. <laughs> 
but even so, like that village particularly is not that far from mine, and there are a whole bunch of uh, jungle sites like that where the the reason why his was so prominent was because where he was shooting the birds was where his um there was a laddie site, and for uh, the locals there, uh, laddie stones are extremely sacred. It's it marks where their ancestors were. It marks where their houses used to be. It marks where their burial sites were. So, like, just be, being around there is, like, pretty much, like, shitting on somebody's grave almost. It's where he was going to the bathroom. <laughs> that explains a lot. So, like, the balls wow. this kid had mess around <laughs> in that area, for one. That's a, that's a, <laughs> so wow. He deserved it then. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was well-deserved. He literally got the shit scared out yeah. of <laughs> He was scared out of his pants, literally. Wow. This is, yeah. <laughs> Okay, then there's one more from that same series. So this is, yeah, from the Tao Tao Mona Tales from the news uh, station. And it's from 2003. It's the story of Emily Sablan. So in the 70s, Emily had moved back to Guam to attend the University of Guam after graduating high school in San Diego. One day, while hanging out with her friends and brother at a pizzeria, she went to use the bathroom. While trying to enter the bathroom, she came across a cat who wouldn't get out of the way. Emily told the local NBC affiliate she let her anger get the best of her and kicked the cat. The cat tumbled down the grass and then just looked at her with its piercing yellow eyes. Not making anything of it, Emily then returned to the pizzeria, but she said she didn't feel like herself anymore. Soon after, she turned to her brother, took a bottle, broke it, and charged at him. As people tried to stop her, she passes out and spent the rest of the day in and out of consciousness before her parents decided to take her to the hospital to get checked. She spent three days in the hospital and also lost her vision and didn't remember much. Her little sister told her that while at the hospital, she had superhuman strength and had to be strapped to the bed a few times because she would wake up screaming, saying she couldn't see. She even broke the straps in one instance. Doctors ran several tests on her, but she was released on the third day wow. when they didn't find anything physically wrong with her. Emily's family knew it was time to seek help outside of the medical field and took her to a famous Suruhanu. And uh, the Suruhanu's name was Francisco Tenorio. According to Emily, the moment they approached the healer, he told her family that he knew why they had come to see him, and he told them that Emily had done something to offend his people. The Suruhanu suggested Emily's family burn a shirt with sweat and a blessed leaf. The family did just that, and while her father was in the backyard burning what they told her to burn, Emily's mother approached her daughter with a crucifix. As she laid the crucifix next to Emily, she then heard a loud screech, and Emily passes out. She then woke up a few moments later, feeling like herself and asking for food. Emily said she believes she was possessed by Tautamona, and the Suruhanu helped bring her back. Oh, man, so they can possess you. And that, that goes back to what I was saying, like, with the whole thing with the gift, right? Like, it it varies uh, from what it, what they decide to give you. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes they, sometimes they take possession of you, or they put something in you, and that it just makes you not yourself, if that's oh, the way to put it. Oh, damn, okay. Yeah, that's a way to put it. <laughs> That kind of explains, like, oh, like, she had, she could tear off the straps. For those of you who don't know, like, those straps are not, like, they're not, like, something, like, your kid just, like, uh, use masking tape to take you to your chair. Yeah. No. These ones, like. Yeah, yeah, they're sturdy. Yeah, you really got to work your way to get this off. So, the fact that she was able to tear it off, period, and not hurt herself is saying a lot. One more thing here. So, there's a show. I've never seen it. Destination Truth. Have either of you seen it? I, I've seen this episode. Oh, this one. Okay. So they covered the Tao Tao Mona in 2010, but they described them as a zombie-like creature, which, like, you, I mean, none of what you said, Six, even resembles that. So, yeah, in the show, they, they said that they only appear at night, but, like, there's accounts that they appear, you know, at any time. The show said they appear to have decaying bodies and gaping holes, but, like, you have described them differently but so this just seems like another way that western media just changes everything changes stories <laughs> yeah everything everything because they just they sound nothing like zombies to me <laughs> yeah i mean i mean mo for the most part no and it's usually like 
they'll take a form that's most likely to make an impact to you, right? So maybe for these Westerners, when they said, oh, zombies, like maybe they were like that for these. <laughs> they saw them as zombies. Yeah. Maybe. but may, Or maybe that was their interpretation of it. Who who knows, right? For all we know, they could have just said, what well, yeah. sounds cool? Let's look up some uh, some cool stories in Cuba. Oh, they got zombies in Cuba? Perfect. Let's just... Um, Bring that over here. Yeah, copy just and paste. In, yeah, copy paste that story. Yep. All have zombies, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that you were here to explain all this because yeah, if you look at that episode by itself, we would get like such a wrong account of what they really are. Yeah, that, that's why like I turned it off when that like, episode <laughs> came out. I was like, okay, you're done. <laughs> wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong. This first story comes from my uncle Peter. So shout out, Uncle Peter! Thank you for the story. Saved my my butt. <laughs> So um, he says, I have a personal story about it. It concerns a little river where fresh water streams through our village. And after one of the biggest typhoons hit the island, that was where we would shower and just take a swim. Well, my dad said, make sure you ask permission from the past ancestors who have passed on. If you don't, something might happen to you. Well, I remember having so much fun yelling with friends that then as I stepped out of the river, I had lost my voice. Whoa. Couldn't make a sound, went home, and still couldn't talk. So I wrote down on a piece of paper to my mom what had happened. And she asked, did you ask permission from the Tautomona, who still in spirit lived there? I shook my head in a no. She told me to go back and apologize to the spirits. This was like two hours of still not talking. So I went down the street to the river apologizing. And when I got out of that river and stepped in the road, my voice completely came back true story uncle my my grandfather and my great aunts were all there and he's like they all know what i'm talking about so um yeah a lot of the family members were there to witness my uncle peter lose his voice (laughs) yeah i mean imagine that imagine that you know like he's like all making noise splashed around having a good time as (laughs) a kid and next you know just like mute button like yeah i'm surprised i'm surprised it even (laughs) went on for two hours you know just like oh shit get back in there apologize now (laughs) yeah i know and my grandpa would talk a little bit about this and he would say like the branches of the trees would pinch or scratch you and that's like a lot of the stuff that he experienced is like the pinching and scratching from the trees on the island and you're gonna have to help me with this because um i sent you the notes for what uh my cousin said yep and I cannot pronounce that. <laughs> All right, I got it. So it's, he said, May I pass through your land? Right? Well, or it said, right? means grandfather and grandmother. May I pass through your land? That's usually the thing you would say whenever you go into somewhere where you know particularly Tautomonas are going to be or it's perceived there are. Or even say like with cemeteries, grave sites even. Even if it's, you know, it, there's Christian stuff blasted all over the place or Buddhist stuff, Muslim stuff, whatever the case may be, it, it's not your religion, but it's on the island. You would ask anyway, because, okay, sure, like we're going to, sh- this is foreign religion, but this is my land, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's just respectful. Contrary to, contrary to what most people would think is when you pass by a gravesite, you're supposed to whistle, right? Most, most other cultures would say like, you make not a single noise. When you pass through a gravesite, never whistle. Yeah, yeah. But for us, it's opposite. You want to whistle. And the reason why is because uh, certain Tautomona that that reside in gravesites they get easily startled when people trespass, and most of the time when people go to the gravesites at night because people are weird like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, like, imagine you you're you're in your home, you're having a good time, you're just wa- you're watching TV, and then you just hear this loud noise, and you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> right. <laughs> and and so the whistling is kind of like you're you're announcing your presence like hey i am here oh okay it's just a human we're good <laughs> right yeah we're good i'll yeah. allow it <laughs> right i'll allow it and and that's kind of go and that goes into the punishment punishment of it it's it's appropriate to that person right most times with the pinching or the scratching and usually it's like this big welt or bruise that just won't go away for anything um, or it'll start small. It just looks like a mosquito bite. Then it like sw- uh, swells up to like next thing you know, you're like half your arm looks like a giant red birthmark. Like, what the heck is this? What did I do? Right. 
at that point you, you like, should know at that point if that happens you fucked up and like you, you done messed, messed up, up a you know? <laughs> so i'll give uh my story on this one uh why i have like i'll think of the most recent one i would say well not recent but one of the most prominent ones uh this is gonna be it's gonna kind of like a two-part story the first part uh it starts with my mom's brother when he was 10 um so where the house that I grew up in, it it was built like on this hill face. And there's this uh, retaining wall that was like really shoddy built, like garbage. Like got it at wish.com kind of retaining wall, you know, <laughs> 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 uh, really bad, very bad. And it was so bad, like they didn't finish retaining the hill. So when the, when it actually does erode, the <laughs> hill would just erode to the side of, the, of this wall. Like what? <laughs> what is going on? There's like my, not even a wall. It should just be like a a one, a fence more than anything. That's more or less what it was. And this hill would erode to the side, and all this dirt and the rest of the hill would just erode to the side of the wall. Anyways, that's the setup. Where my house was at, my mom's brother's room was back facing the the retaining wall and the hill face, and this erosion surface thing. He he was a party kid, you know. He liked to make a lot of noise at night. He liked to listen to loud music, all kinds of stuff, like stuff like 10-year-old kids would do if they were to stay up late. One day, uh, after a night of partying, he wakes up and his legs are covered in bruises, like bad uh, black and red bruises all over his legs, top to bottom, from hip to ankle, covered in bruises. And he didn't know how he got them. And so he goes right into his mother, my grandmother, and he shows her the bruises. This is bet- this is kind of like good. My grandmother never acknowledged it, but the rest of the family kind of understood it, that she had the gift that she could talk and communicate with spirits, and especially because she was an elder. So that kind of goes into the whole, as you get older, you get more imbued with this stuff or with the spiritual connection. So she pleads on my uncle's behalf to this Taltamona spirit that was inhabiting the erosion side of the hill and I don't know exactly what she said to to the spirit, but she was pleading. And then the next day it comes and the, all the bruises are gone. Never happened. So flash forward. Now I'm 10. My uncle's 30 or my mom's brother's 30. We're a bunch of dumb kids. We're throwing rocks at the erosion wall. Right. Who doesn't love to We throw thought it rocks. was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> no. like, like we're throwing rocks and watch the hill kind of landslide its way a little bit. Like, yay, look at it. It's like a, like a. Yeah like a tidal wave but it's earth right we're all, we all think we're cool and stupid and i remember my grandmother and my mom would yell at us just doing that and but they'll say it in tomorrow i can't exactly remember what they said but it's more or less that like, you better stop or you're gonna get punished right and like we're 10 well 10 10 and under like whatever we don't, we don't care we do what we want you know <laughs> go right back to throwing rocks <laughs> yelling at your toddler and it's never gonna stick <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> So nothing happened to me particularly, which I'm grateful for. That was mainly because my grandmother was alive. So whatever thing she made, she talked it up with the Tautomona spirit. I, I want to say it was like some kind of contract, right? Like for as long as I live, for as long as we uphold this, don't do any harm. That's how I understood it. Or that's how my mother explained it to me. Flash forward a couple months, my grandmother passes away and this big typhoon hits and it just destroys this erosion face. Like gone um to the left of this erosion face there was a mango tree that grew there and for whatever reason this tree would not die (laughs) it's kind of like hang resilient it's hanging on between the erosion face which is constantly landsliding and then like this little ditch that had like no soil underneath so you can see its roots (laughs) but it lived and then after this storm uh came and it destroyed this erosion face the mango tree was still there but then we started noticing these vines started growing from the tree. Like, oh, no bueno, not good. <laughs> and then ever since that happened, both from my grandmother passing away, the storm destroying the erosion face and this tree growing vines, we started thinking like, maybe this Tautomona spirit migrated from the erosion face into the tree, hence the vines. And so, but then on we said, yeah. no, we're not picking fruit in this thing. We're not doing shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is now, this is now his tree. <laughs> Or her tree. We're not fucking with this. <laughs> and um, ever since we started noticing the vines, at night we would start hearing a whole bunch of banging and rattling. Uh, so, like, 
we used to party and do all kinds of dumb shit and then we hear these at night and they're like okay turn the volume down <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> and we would say that too we would apologize we don't even know who we're apologizing to but we would just be like like we start hearing the banging and, and then the rattling and like sometimes even these heavy footsteps back of the house and stuff like Ooh, okay, did they stop sorry, after you like you were like sorry let me turn this down <laughs> my bad you know and imagine like disturbing the peace but instead of the cops it's like the ghost police like <laughs> thankfully nothing to me specifically happened and i and i want to say that's thank that's thanks to our my now ancestral grandmother protecting us and stuff but i've have but and especially my mom's brother still he would still recollect those bruises like how bad it was and how much it hurt and and stuff so he would tell us too that you keep fucking around and you will see what happens no thanks Ooh, yeah okay never no sir i do not fuck around and find out i do not <laughs> want to fuck around and find out thank you much <laughs> and um the funny part about this is say like they don't just stay in one place frustrated with them going into the tree and them enough they'll follow you right i think there was a case or a story where one person mentioned that they moved from village to village and this uh, tautomona spirit would follow them Right until they finally make amends for whatever it is they did, and who knows what that was? If you don't remember how long ago it was, they can hold a grudge. <laughs> I'd be scared though, honestly. You really can't. But uh, and they seem like sentient, like to the point where it's like you can't fool me. I know. All this stuff is really. It's also based on like the culture of upholding nature, of being respectful to your elders, of being connected with the spirits because you it's it's understood that you need we need each other to to thrive and that's understood throughout all the pacific islands and some of them they might give names like say oh this is the god of this or this is the chief spirit of that that's it's loosely translated to what westerners will understand them as but to whatever culture that is in the pacific islands we just know that it's that's our our way of living together they just use those names to kind of um associate it say because there's nothing written so how would you explain this how do you explain how profound something is if there was no such thing as a written language again i'm kind of bashing western culture for this because they would how do you what's the word they'll make it like pop culture for it to they be scary and bad. oh yes 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 or ba yeah bastardize yeah they really do but yeah they'll, they'll take these tales and just ruin them well if, well, if you want to talk about bastardization and culture, for one, uh, take example, the Hawaiian culture, period, right? Uh, well, a uh, uh, prime example is hula, right? Almost anyone in almost anyone west of Hawaii knows hula as, oh, it's that one dance show. They got a bunch of people in skirts and they shake their hands and then they do this whole twirly thing with a fire stick and stuff. Like that is like a, a serious, gross oversimplification of what hula is. It's more yeah. than just you guys see at a dinner show. Yes, they do that, but there's more to it. There's a whole like onion layer to this, uh, something they hold very near and dear. And it's more than just like doing something because of a of a show or because of a an event. This is like how they pass down their their traditions. They really want to dig into this and see like just how deep it goes. Like that's how any of their culture even preserved is because of stuff like that. Uh, another one, another example is like in New Zealand with the haka. People, people just see it as, oh, it's the rugby team trying to scare the other team, you know? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I loved it. I think it's awesome how they just like, like pretty much says like, I'm going to eat your soul out of your eyeballs in, in Maori. And they, the other team's just sitting there and taking <laughs> it, you know, like, okay. <laughs> well, like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's more than just that. Like, <laughs> It's, it applies to everything it's like it's supposed to have like a lot of like as you were explaining to it mana which i i can't fully like comprehend because i i feel like there's no word in english right to describe mana fully but like the haka is supposed to have a lot of that yes and when people congregate together it's a very spiritual thing and that and that kind of ties back to like how we are with taltamonas right like they're supposed to be epitome spiritual connection or epitome mana like met, just being around them and conversing with them and interacting is like top notch yeah that's why it's so essential to respect elders to uphold nature to preserve what you have 
doing all those together is what creates all of this. It's supposed to work th- like this. And I feel like we're a lot of times we're oversimplifying this because like it fits on a cool t-shirt or it makes a, a sweet drink you would have on the beach, you know? I do have one more story and this is about like um, a little bit, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if darker, but a little bit more scary for the person who was experiencing this. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I get why you are no offense, but I get it. <laughs> So Andrew um, is part of uh, a group on Facebook called Tomorrow People. And he was like, look at this story that just popped up as you were researching this. And I was like, oh, synchronicity, the coincidence. I was like, okay. So I'm not going to say the the woman's full name, but her first name is Maggie. And she goes, so I'm a firm believer in spirits, ghosts, demons, etc. So I have been on Guam for almost four years now. We moved in with my mother-in-law in, is it Agat? Uh, Agat. Agat? Agat. Okay. Yes. For a long time, every night I walk out back to have a cigarette, I would see a girl sitting on my neighbor's chair. She had fair skin and long black hair. She would just sit and watch me. She never hurt me, bothered me. She just sat. Well, I'm not sure when I noticed. I did not see her ever again. Well, we moved from my mother-in-law's to Agatchao into gura housing yep so that's like uh like low income housing and she says i know i may sound crazy to some but i was looking out my back door one day and i saw her she was standing in the jungle staring at me she was really pretty i have also since living in pagachao experiencing a duenas i don't know what that i i i maybe she um meant duendes i don't know <laughs> Because, listen, okay, this is bad grammar right yeah. here. So I'm sorry if I pause a lot. It's just commas, people. Commas and periods, please. <laughs> she says, uh, not sure if I spelled it right, but he or she was outside my window. I have pictures. Now, here come the part where some may think I'm crazy. I believe there was a demon in my home, a succubus. I have pictures and videos. The demon doesn't like me because I show no fear. I laugh at her. This just the start of crazy stuff. So one night, it was late. I got up to get a drink. My storm shutters are open. The light out back was on. Well, not paying much attention. But then I seen a really tall man standing in front of the window. Weird thing. No face. I showed no fear. I simply said, hello, Mr. I'm Maggie. From then on, I would see four tall men. Now I could be crazy or eyes playing tricks. But I have four banana trees, all four side by side but if i am up late because i can't sleep or have or just having time to myself kids and hubbies asleep i play my games clean etc i'd see the four men but it is the banana trees during the day well one night i seen the men i was curious so i walked to the door opened the screen door and i waved to them to my surprise one of them waved back at me they don't hurt me or bother me i feel sense of protection from them i believe there is something evil in my home I hear doors close, I hear people talking, and I have pictures of things I can't explain, what or who they are. My husband can't see what I do. A friend of mine, though, I showed them to her and her daughter, and they see what I do. Not only that, but I see a face. It always pops up when I least expect it. To high cheekbones, kind of big, slightly pointed nose, and eyes are really wide or big. I guess in a few pictures, I see a cat many times. One picture, there's a duenda in my closet or behind a pillow. I don't show no fear. I just laugh at everything. They don't seem to like that very much. I have always been able to sense things or see stuff. I look at a tree or bush nowadays. Anything, if I have bad feelings, they're usually always right. I trust my gut feelings. Always. When I start to fear, I pray and I pray loud. I wear my cross and that seems to upset whatever is in my home. One day, I look out the kitchen window and I see a man. The man's face is the same face I've seen in my home. Tall, high cheekbone, slighter pointy jawline. And behind him, I see others too. I stood for about 20 minutes and watched them. I went out about some day. I will see someone or something on the jungle and they will stand and stare. They don't bother me. I'm respectful to them and I say hi or hello. Well, a few days ago, I noticed the banana tree was like moved and they were dying, turning brown. 
They kind of weird direction. One of them looked like it was holding hands with the other tree. Is there anyone that can help me make sense and has experienced something like this? Am I crazy? Am I seeing things? I have pictures to buy. I think in order to see, you have to believe in spirits. And a commenter <laughs> was like, uh, the Tao Tomona just don't like white people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I, like, I mean fair. <laughs> I mean when she said like when she said like she laughs when she And she keeps them, doing it. I mean she that, keeps that's, doing it. Like I mean you kinda had that coming if you ask me. I'm surprised they didn't do more, you know. <laughs> the commenter was like, uh ma'am, your people did some shit, okay? And that's so disrespectful. Like, if there's spirits, of the, uh, if you think they're spirits and you're laughing at them, like, come on. She yep. gets what she deserves. I'm sorry. That, that's why there's more than one, right? More than one's like, just, we're going to, like, all right, yeah. guys, check this out. She's going to, we're going to catch her slipping. It's game on. <laughs> and they're now they're, friends. like, she has, like, four or five. Because I know she said she has four banana trees. And during the day, they're banana trees. But at night, they're people. So it's like, ma'am, you got four and the duende and this pointy no nose guy and the faceless one. Like, ma'am, that's like seven. Yeah. <laughs> you're not wanted like, here. Get, get the <laughs> hint. With us. You're not yeah, like, I mean, you're like, not. <laughs> every day, just like going around, go around your house and say, I'm sorry, like five times, you know, or. And stop laughing. God. Leave, leave some food out or yeah. something, you know, like really grovel to these spirits, you know, something. <laughs> Yeah, like what? Like you know, water <laughs> the banana trees. One of them's dying. Clearly not taking care of it. Jeez, like I don't know. Buy some like like plant vitamins. Make them strong. Right. <laughs> Something <laughs> like she's just like, oh, I'm gonna laugh at them. Ha <laughs> oh, Okay, you're gonna laugh at me. At <laughs> That's why she has like seven, like four to seven spirits just like That's watching That's my cue, her. man. Like I fucked up somewhere. <laughs> like, I need to figure out what I did, who I did it to. Like, <laughs> no, that wasn't even like a small fuck up. That's a big one. Everybody else gets one. She got like seven. <laughs> Seriously. Next time she posts, the whole she's army like, on this one. three more now, guys. Like, what do I do? You leave That's what you do. I, I don't know, man. You're in a casting couch episode <laughs> at this point, man. Like... <laughs> You, you <laughs> fucked up, and they're gonna get it. They're gonna get their payback. I don't know. I'm so glad that story just popped up. Oh my god! Like right? the That's audacity. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. And of course, she's of course. It's the white people. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible. Yeah, but it's like also kind of funny. Like I'm glad it's not <laughs> happening to me. Makes me feel better about my Four life. It's like, well, today was a bad day, but at least I don't have seven ghosts. That kind of goes back to um, what uh, Christina's story about the Dr. Benavaca or Benvaca. I, I... Yeah, Benvaca. Mm -hmm. Benvaca. Wow, I'm way off. But that's exactly what he says, right? Like, one day they're cool with you, and the next day, hey, maybe I'm just not, I'm fed up with your shit. <laughs> and. And that's kind of like um like with any any person, right? If you were a person, you're living your best afterlife. The last thing you want is someone to tre to tread on your on your uh, parade, right? Like, yeah. Who are you to do this? We're supposed to have like this this harmonious uh, homie to homie hookup thing, and you're are we here laughing? What takes off? Takes right? off spiritual hoops. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on. on. <laughs> That's when that, that does the other seven show like, hey cousin, come look at this. Look at this one right here, and and it's one of those like when when one cousin comes by and is like, he's got to tell everyone else like, yo, look at this. Come look at this. <laughs> right. Are you looking at this? <laughs> like yeah, and then, and then you can tell like they're the gangster ghosts, just right? Stare. Because let's they just, just like, yo, let's just post up and just like just dog her down, you know, <laughs> like not just not do shit, right? We'll just dog her down and see if she gets the message. <laughs> Dude, I you know I just come to a realization if I was a ghost I'd be the most weirdest one I'd be like in the backyard doing all these like dances like Spongebob or like Squidward when he does the dance and then I'd be like randomly it's Britney bitch <laughs> that's like me but then I'm like oh yeah are you scared now are you scared now 
I probably just dad, dad prank someone to death, you know? <laughs> like, like I'll turn the AC down, you know? Like, holy shit, it's cold, right? And I'll just whisper in the ear, all ghost like, like, stand in the corner, right? And like, he's telling me to stand in the corner, right? It's like cold as shit. It's like, say, I don't know, like 40 degrees or something in the house. I'm like, stand in the corner. And like, something's telling me to stand in the corner. And like, that once you're there, I'm like, not now you should be warm because it's 90 degrees. Ah! be so funny like seriously how come they're only like boring victorian ghosts we need modern day ghosts with like really funny sense of humor (laughs) i'm upset we don't have any (laughs) right yeah why don't we see that on ghost adventures (laughs) bs man but most but feel free anybody everybody if you guys want to know more or you guys want to tell me what your families or what your clans think about these type of spirits or what your experiences were by all means hit up at spooky tales and tell them your stories yes please i have a feeling if i ever go to guam though you would you would do some shit you would make a the tatamana mad i would do some shit and be like dude what did i do and i'll be like no Okay, uh, well, Six, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all this stuff that we had no idea about. I feel honored just to have been in your presence over uh, Zencaster. <laughs> yes. Well, the honor is definitely mine. I'm not even half as cool as y'all. I mean, <laughs> let's just put that on the table now. I'm, I'm the, the honor is all mine, seriously. <laughs> and, and especially to... to touch base with this part of our culture it's not that spoken about not that much spoken of i'm terrible with english right now we all know what you're saying though (laughs) and there's like one thing like that the tomorrow culture is dying right before our eyes so like documenting this and stories like this and word of mouth really that that was another big feels moment for me too so I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna give you guys the big pats on the back for allowing me to do this. I'm like, here, here I am groveling. If you could see me, I'm actually groveling. So <laughs> thank, thank, oh, thank you, you seriously for having me come on and do this. But um, before we end this, do you want to tell the people where to find you? So you can find me and the rest of my team on Instagram at Kangs for Maintenance Podcast, our website, cancelformaintenance.com, or on Facebook, just search Cancel for Maintenance. Uh, we're kind of sort of on Twitter too, but I think that's mostly just for polls and, and whatnot. Our biggest um, interaction is on Instagram. Or if you want to just email us directly, we respond as best as fast as we can. And you can listen to our show, Cancel for Maintenance, on any platform that you can listen to podcasts. And you can also listen to them on our Haunted Fortress episode. <laughs> Which we we each release, so it's the same on both ends. But actually, I edit a lot out. So if you if you want a longer version of the episode, you have to go to cancel for maintenance. I was around Halloween time uh, last year, so yeah. If you want to go back and find that, um, do so. And yeah, thanks again for coming on. Um, oh, uh, any spooky recommendations? I feel like Finding Ohana is the uh, the one I'm gonna watch. But yeah, do either of you have any other recommendations? Um, no, but if anybody wants to read the book I'm currently reading, I lost it, so I don't even know the author, but it's called Lore, and it's... Is it based on the podcast Lore? It has, it looked like the same writing. No, though, that's different. Yeah, it's just, it's just like a, like, Greek mythology influences. It's not that scary, but it's good, it's well written. (laughs) That's all I got, that's, that's been my life. Oh, no, wait, I watched a movie. Well, what's that one? Uh, the the, the, the <laughs> no, War of the Worlds, two thousand five. I thought it was, was okay, but it's me. I don't know. I don't listen. <laughs> Just take it. <laughs> the The first basement scene kind of like got to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, why are <laughs> yeah. they fight? Like, like what you said last time. Why, why are they fighting so hard? Just like be like, come on, take me, whatever. Let's do <laughs> a train to Busan. No, what? Definitely watch Train to Busan. Oh my god, yes. I love that movie. One of my top favorite uh, zombie movies. It's on Amazon, it's free on Tubi, and then it's also on Shudder. But I watched it through Amazon because the subtitles were working for me, and they weren't working on Tubi. I don't know why. 
my recommendation. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it, which is why I'm going to recommend it. It's called Uma. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to watch that one, too. Sandra Oh. Sandra Oh is in it. And um, she is... I will watch anything with Sandra Oh in it. (laughs) Yeah. But let me give you the synopsis here. A woman's quiet life on an American farm takes a terrifying turn when the remains of her estranged mother arrive from Korea. And... Yeah, you have to rent it everywhere. Um, it's not widely released, so it's only available for like 20 bucks to rent. I'm hoping it shows up somewhere, but if it doesn't, I'm just going to cough out the money because I really want to watch it. <laughs> and yeah, if you find yourself in the jungles of any of the islands, Mariana Islands, um, ask for permission for entering unless you want the Tao Tao Mona to come after you there and just know there's more than one so all of them yeah <laughs> as, as per example <laughs> you can have eight <laughs> seven four to seven <laughs> and a duende somewhere in there <laughs> and yeah thanks for listening we'll catch you next time bye bye, bye. thank you so much for our spooky supporting us on patreon monica winston modesto Cynthia, Perla, Jesenia, Kristen, Dalia, Mariela, Rene, Iris, Ghost Train, and Madtown Charity. A Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, produced and edited by Christina. If you're looking for more ways to support the show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Tales. You'll get access to bonus episodes, exclusive stickers, and merch. And special thank yous. You can also buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash espookytales. And you can also buy some merch. Go to espookytales.com slash store and you can see new shirts, hats, and I'm always making new designs to add to the store. And the best way to support, of course, is to just listen to the episodes and tell a friend about us. Thanks for listening. Stay as spooky.